Aloha and welcome to the audio version of the Big Island Hawaii Ultra Podcast number seven. This is our interview with uh, Amy Young, who uh, qualified for Boston this year. She did Boston last year, but she qualified for Boston this year, and obviously it's postponed. So Amy's a great person. Uh, she's a great runner, very modest. So this is the audio version of today's podcast. Please enjoy. Aloha and welcome. Uh, we have Amy Young today uh, here at uh, our uh, Big Island uh, Ultra podcast. Hello, Amy. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to see you. Glad to see that your smiling face is there. And uh, we're going to do it for this uh, broadcast. Uh, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'll have the screen switch and stuff as opposed to the side by side. So that means whenever you talk, your lovely face is going to come up and my ugly mug can just kind of go away. Uh, so first thing, can you tell me, I don't literally do not know anything about where you were raised, where you went to school. Can you just tell me some of the places that influenced you when you were growing up? Yeah, uh, the history of me. <laughs> um, well, I was born in Kentucky, um, and I lived there until uh, like first grade. Um, but my parents got divorced when I was like one or something, and um, and or maybe five. I don't know. I was really small. I can't remember. <laughs> um, and um, uh, then in the middle of first grade, we moved. Uh, my mom moved me and my two sisters. Um, up to Washington State, to Port Angeles, Washington, and um, that's where I grew up, and that's like where I feel like I'm from. I have a little Southern in me, but um, I spent every summer in Kentucky until I was 18, till I could say I don't want to go back in the summer, <laughs> and um, but yeah, I, I basically grew up um, in Port Angeles, where the ocean meets the mountains. It's a beautiful place, and I am so thankful that that's where I was raised. The Olympic National Park is right there. Um, uh, you've got Lake Crescent, you've got Hurricane Ridge, you've got the Straits of Juan de Fuca, you can see Canada like literally from my town, you can see it, um, uh, Victoria, Canada, Vancouver Island. And um, yeah, so I went to high school there. And um, when I graduated, I went to the University of Washington. Um, and um, that was really fun. I liked it, but I am I'm not a city girl. And there's way too many people. And uh, so halfway through college, I transferred to the University of Hawaii at Hilo uh, because I wanted to be a scientific diver. And I was for a while. Um, and except I graduated um, in college, I graduated in 2007 in the height of the economic recession. So all of the grants for diving positions dried up. Um, and so I was a student diver, but um, uh, with the department, uh, with the DAR over Kona side. Um, but when I graduated, I couldn't be a student diver anymore. And they weren't hiring. <laughs> they, they were firing, not hiring. So I was at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, so uh, then um, uh, my senior year, I met Micah, um, my husband. Um, and, uh, well, technically we're not married, but we've been engaged for like five years. So and we've been together for like 13, five, five years. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he proposed to me on the top of cradle mountain in Tasmania. Um, and I said, yes. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't want to plan a wedding. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't want to do that. I mean, I love him to death and want to spend the rest of my life with him, but like, Oh, <laughs> just, I, I never was, I never had that dream of the wedding or anything like that. So, um, if, you know, so whenever someone wants to plan one for me, I'll, I'll show up. <laughs> well, um, Tasmania, what were you guys doing in Tasmania? My sister, Katie, lives in Sydney and, um, with her husband, Mark and her new baby, Georgina, um, and they, they live in uh, Manly Beach in Sydney, and we went there to go visit them. And um, I think this was our second trip. I've been there four or five times now to see her. 
and um, we had uh, a little bit of extra time and we wanted to see um, more of Australia and uh, Tasmania is just right there up on the list so we caught a flight over there and we spent um, I think five days driving around and uh, camping all over the place and it was and I, I really 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 wanted to go to the top of Cradle Mountain so he totally cr climbed Cradle Mountain in Crocs and everybody <laughs> was calling him Croc Man! Croc Man! So it was not a simple hike. <laughs> I think Grant and Janet, I think uh, uh, Miller, uh, I, I think they did a thing in Tasmania like last year and stuff too. They're the only other people I know that have been to Tasmania. Oh, wicked. That's awesome. Tasmania is gorgeous. And we scored the, like the most perfect wheat too. Apparently we got super lucky because it was like warm and nice and we could just like wear jeans and a t-shirt. But normally it's like, it's pretty cool. It's down there at what, 40 something degrees latitude south, 43, yeah. 43 something more than that I don't know but it's it's in the roaring 40s down there so it's pretty cold right there on the southern ocean sticking out there so we we scored a really really beautiful day a uh, really beautiful week while we were there so pretty where's, cool. your, where's your other sister uh, if your one sister's down there your other sister is uh, she lives in Indianapolis um, but she travels a lot for work um, she goes to um, somewhere in Texas pretty frequently and um, New Orleans pretty frequently, but um, she lives in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Micah, what does Micah do? Um, he's a landscaper mostly. Like he um, likes to grow exotic plants. So we've got a shade house, we've got two greenhouses. Um, our property has, I don't even know how many species of palms. If he knows exactly if you were to ask him and he knows like their scientific name and everything. And so, um, he grows as many plants as possible and he sells them to nurseries and he does some landscaping. Um, he used to be a carpenter. So, um, you know, many years with bags on your, around your waist and your back goes out. So he's yeah. trying to work his way out of that physical labor lifestyle and more into the like landscape design. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, uh, well, you were a, a, only a student diver, but you were certified to dive, right? Yeah, yeah, I was a um, certified uh, uh, research diver to, I think, um, I think I was, got to 100 feet certification, maybe 130, I'm not, I can't remember, but all of that has lapsed now. Um, I was a nitrox diver. Uh, you have to have a bunch of... Um, a bunch of certifications to be able to dive for research but it was really fun we uh, worked um, with the Kona DAR uh, counting fish reef fish for the WAP project the West Hawaii Aquarium project that was a really special time of life yeah it's special underwater I mean I waited until I was I think in my mid-50s maybe probably before I got certified and stuff but it's like it is just astonishing being down there it's amazing when you actually get to take time to like hang out down there you know and you can sit next to a coral head and you can see all the polyps come out and all the Christmas tree worms come out and then you can just like waft your hand and they'll all suck back in yeah, and like to be under a manta ray when it's like when it's swimming is just like it's magical. Of course, during my dive test, I still remember uh, the instructor. Uh, she was going like this, and I was going like. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> I passed. I passed. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> So what, what brought you going back to your college, you were doing college in Washington, and then what brought you to Hawaii to continue your studies? Um, honestly, <laughs> I wanted to surf. I wanted to be a surfer. Um, I was really into snowboarding. Um, when I was in high school, I started snowboarding. Um, it was snowboarding and sailing. Those were my things. Uh, in high school. I played volleyball, but I was terrible at it. <laughs> um, but I, I raced small sailboats and, um, and snowboarded. And um, uh, when I was at uh, University of Washington, I was on the Husky snowboard team, 
but I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't compete. I didn't like competing and um, I didn't like the park. It was all about looking for the powder um, and trying to make it feel as close to surfing as possible because that's what I wanted to do. But uh, my mom was like petrified of the ocean, which is natural because the ocean is super cold up there. <laughs> um, and so I kind of sort of transferred schools and sold everything that I had and bought a one-way ticket and, and then told my parents. <laughs> That's a perfect getaway story. <laughs> Luckily, they were super supportive. So uh, I've got, I've been blessed with really great parents. And um, and they said, please just graduate college. <laughs> and, uh, my mom said, if I graduate with honors, she'll, she'll come out here and she'll buy me a new surfboard. <laughs> and um, uh, when I graduated with honors, I said, just, just please come out here. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, that was uh, the best choice I ever made for myself. And they're still back in Washington? Uh, my mom lives in Washington and um, with my stepdad. And um, my dad lived in Kentucky for my whole life, but he has recently moved to Florida. <laughs> he's, moved, he's retired to Florida. <laughs> so he's, he's become Florida man. Yes, and he is stoked. He is super stoked. He's got a scooter that he rides to the beach, and he like walks on the beach, and like uh, he's super stoked. Uh, that's exactly what he always wanted was to live next to the beach too. So I don't know why he spent so much time in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, because of the bourbon. No, <laughs> he worked for Jim Beam, which is really funny. For uh, for many 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 years, he he worked for Jim Beam. Um, but this is not a plug for Jim Beam because I don't like Jim Beam. <laughs> and they, um, they are not run by good people anymore. They actually fired him like a week before his um, full retirement, just so they didn't have to pay him his full retirement. Oh, that sucks. Holy smokes. I know. It was kind of a bummer, but um, uh, he took it really well. And um, uh, because he didn't get his full retirement, he needed to get another job. So he got a job as a zipline instructor. So lots of good things. <laughs> of course, you know you know what I endorse. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. If I could plug anyone, it would be it would be Olaf right now. That's that's what I drink right now. <laughs> our, our good friends at Ola Brewery. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I know David Wilde's like sponsored by them, and I'm like, man, how can I get in on that? Because I drink so much of their seltzers. I'm like, how do they not want to sponsor me? <laughs> this is this is your opportunity now. Anybody that you want to have sponsor you. Uh, right on. Go Ola. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't need to be, I don't need that. <laughs> when when did you start running and doing stuff like that? I don't know. Have you ever done triathlons or um, I started when I was 30. Um, I'm 36 now. Um, I hated running <laughs> when I was younger. I hated it. Um, I was, I was overweight as a kid. I come from a very overweight family. Um, and, um, I was pretty incorporated, but when I got to college, I started, um, you know, figuring it out a bit more. Um, I got a lot better at snowboarding and, um, uh, University of Washington had a really good, um, gym there. So I actually went to a gym for the first time and, um, and so started getting a bit more uh, physically active. And um, uh, then after I moved to Hawaii, it was all about surfing. And um, uh, when I was like 29, almost 30, um, a fellow teacher at Haas, where I work, Hawaii Academy of Arts and Science, public charter school in oh. Pohoa, um, was going to do a couch to 5K uh, club. And he needed a female because there was going to be um, female kids. And so um, he needed a female. And he's like, come on, dude, do it with me. And I was like, yeah, running sucks. And he's, <laughs> like, he's like, just give it a try. And so I gave it a try, mainly to get in better shape for surfing, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And um, I got bit by the bug. And um, I, I ran a 5K and it was our local little fun run and i won a jar of honey and i thought it was the coolest thing ever that i won honey with my feet so like, yes way to go legs and then um i uh 
then I, uh, they were, my friends were like, do a 10K, come on. So I was like, okay, I'll do a 10K. And, um, and it was the um, Roadrunner one down at Hilo Bay. And I, 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 I wanted one a pair of socks. And I was like, yes, this is the best. You can win stuff when you run fast. And um, so then they were like, okay, now you have to run a, a half marathon. And I was like, okay, I'm on a roll, you know? Oh my God, kick my butt. <laughs> which which half did you end that. up doing? Um, it was the, um, the first Kona Coffee one oh. um, down on um, Ali'i Drive. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, totally. That's this year's mug, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's what my husband uses every morning, that same mug. <laughs> The first, my first year's mug I got here too, but it's huge. I know, I know. It's like that big, right? It's the best. It's the best for like cereal or something, you know? I like it. It's a soup bowl. Um, and man, that one kicked my butt. And, um, but then they were like, okay, well, you survived. So you have to run a marathon. So um, I, I trained a little bit harder and I did Honolulu. And my sister, Emily, the one that lives in um, Indianapolis, um, she came out and she ran it with me and um it was really awesome and we wore like matching shirts that said forever young on them because i left young and um it was a really special experience but holy cow marathons are hard and i learned that the hard way <laughs> so um i vowed to quit running forever at that point <laughs> The, un- the universe, there's, there's a universal saying that I've been privileged to be at the finish line of a lot of people's first marathons. And there's one phrase that every one of them says, and it's, I'll never do this again. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> ah, but then somehow you do, like you feel better, you forget the pain and you sign up for another one and then you're then you're sold, you know? Um, and it just, um, you know, our running community out here is the best. And mm-hmm. I think that's really what got me hooked. It wasn't, it wasn't the running because it, it's hard at first. It's really hard to run and um, it gets easier, you know, the more you do it. Um, but it was our community is the best. Um, like, uh, Kendra is super fun and always delightful to see. Um, Sally was, I remember her, um, she passed me in the half marathon, the first one I did. And she was like, you're doing great. You're, do- you're doing so great. Keep going. Keep, keep, keep at this, you know, as she's passing me. And, I was just like, <laughs> um, and uh, they were like my first friends at it. And then I just introduced me to everybody else. Um, Bree and Jacob and Justin, who's like my brother in running. And um, so, you know, so many, I can't even name them all. Eddie guys and um, Kelly, you just look forward to seeing them more than doing the race, you know? And um, I think that's really, really got me hooked. Yeah. And and I'll tell, I'll tell a story about how nice you are. Um, Back when uh, it was this last year's uh, Kona, uh, 100% Kona coffee, <laughs> the full marathon this year, first time they were going to do full, I, I, of course, stupidly signed up. And uh, because of some stuff that happened on the course that I helped take care of, I, I was running, running again dead F last, <laughs> dead freaking last. And you guys, it was it was you and uh, Jacob and Bree came out on the course to clean up. After you guys had already finished, you came out on the course to clean up the course, help pick up you know stuff on the course, and to help me, you know, stumble my way back in. Which which indeed I still remember looking at your beautiful face and stumbling and falling. <laughs> I remember that I was so slow to help you get up that the guy at the beach helped you up and I was just like I don't know what to do a fisherman guy (laughs) had to help me up (laughs) but that that that's a good little microcosm of how great our community is I think thanks yeah um man Bree and Jacob they ran the whole that day I only ran the half um but it was it was so beautiful out and 
that's the that's our that's our community right it's it's that grassrootsy that that we can't you know we're not a we, we can't expect other people to go out there and pick up after after us you know we go out and we pick up after ourselves because these are our roads that we want to run and we want to run them again and again and again and man you know we're we're really blessed to have such uh like a supportive small community of runners and speaking of running again and again and again you are indeed when did you do boston two years ago uh last year last year so you actually did that you didn't have to suffer through the rain two years ago no thankfully not thankfully not um but i did i did underestimate boston and it totally kicked my butt oh and man and I, I didn't dress right for it either. Um, I, uh, I, I was, I was ready for it to be freezing cold. So I was wearing like these like warm pants and this long sleeve shirt that was all tight and warm. But like you, I couldn't even, I couldn't even roll the sleeves. And then like, like it's thunderstorming on the way to the start. Our bus had to pull over and sit on the side of the highway for a half an hour because of lightning. And everything's flooded, it's freezing cold, and um, and then all of a sudden, the sun comes out, and it gets, like, humid. I'm like, yes, this is the best for me. Like, I know how to do this, right? Except that I was wearing, like, my winter parka. <laughs> so I was just dying under all the clothing. Um, <laughs> so it was a struggle fest, but it was, it was, man, that race is unbelievable. There's so many people that come out for that. It's crazy. It's un oh man, the whole 26 miles. There's like no break in people. It's crazy. It's there's little kids handing out licorice and stuff. It's so cool. Yeah, we're kind of used to the races that where there's <laughs> we're by ourselves essentially out there on the course. So yeah, it was it was kind of hard to get used to actually. Um, I think that was part of what what kicked my butt because. I'm used to just being able to get into my own head and you get in your own pace and you just kind of like, you just, you know, you just run. But then, um, but then when there's people all around you, you don't have like the space to even swing your arms as much, you know, you're kind of like stuck in this little pod of people um, for quite a while. And um, I remember one time I looked down at my watch, we were running 707. Um, it, I, I don't even remember how many miles it was into it. it had to be over five, but under 10. And, um, we're running at a 707 pace and there's two guys in front of me that are about to like brawl each other while running this fast. Right. And they're like yelling at each other and like pushing each other, but we're still like running, you know, I was like, guys, how are you doing this? <laughs> fast crazy. and violent. <laughs> it was i think they were just really hyped up and like someone cut somebody off or whatever i don't even know too much even... caffeine <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> totally oh man yeah they need to put the they need to put the um what's the spring one that has the caffeine the hill aid they need to put the oh hill yeah aid. the hill aid <laughs> or the the speed nut yeah they need to put the speed nut back in their pocket until mile 18 <laughs> So what was it? Do you remember what your time was for um, Boston? Yeah, it was um, 321 because it was the 123rd marathon and I ran it in 321. <laughs> oh, very good. Excellent. Holy yeah. snow. My husband actually saw that and figured that one out. Um, <laughs> so it qualified me for this year. Um, and um, yeah. So they've postponed it until September. So hopefully we'll all get to run together in September. Oh, so, so you are planning to uh, do the makeup race if it goes off. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. You know, if can, if not, but, can, um, I qualified you, again. So. Did you do something Monday? I think <laughs> it's something Monday. Yeah. Marathon Monday. Um, yeah. My, um, my my neighborhood supported me in uh the running of the of the first inaugural Orchidland Boston Marathon. <laughs> um and a bunch of neighbors came out and maintained a six feet distance, which was really great because we've got a lot of dirt roads here. And so I just um I just did laps around our block. So two point eight miles around our block. Um so nine laps plus one extra mile out and back. And um, it was just like an idea that I had, and I, I told Micah about it, 
and he was just like, oh, cool, let's get Sean and Tony on board. So we talked to Sean and Tony, those aren't my neighbors, who this is their house. And, um, and um, man, they, got, they were so stoked on it. Uh, Tony started doing Facebook Live, she started a post about it. Um, I, I told a couple neighbors, they told a couple neighbors, they told a couple neighbors. And so we ended up having like a start and finish line right here. My, my neighbor um, that lives right across the street here, um, she, uh, Cheryl is her name, she, um, she bought blue and yellow balloons and streamers and they made a start and a finish line and there was um, signs out, my neighbors up the block put signs and cones out saying runner on road and uh, go Amy go and there's a golf cart and friends of mine rode with um, bikes with me a couple times and Justin came out and run a couple laps with me down on 39th these people put out this like wooden person and they were like Boston Marathon COVID-19 style and it had like a mask on and everything and um, it was, uh, it was really cool. It was really cool. My, I can't even believe it. Um, and, uh, to have everybody like just support me in, in doing that. It was just like an idea just for fun. And then it turned into the whole name, the whole neighborhood getting in on it and having a good time in a time when we can't really be together, you know, but yeah. you know, we can stand outside six feet apart from each other. No big deal. You know, especially yeah. out here where we have a lot of space. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to, you know, I'm only eight miles away from Mono Road, so I go up there and I plenty of room for uh, social spacing, fortunately, or distance spacing. I don't want to call it social spacing. But uh, did you have any other races that you, uh, were you going to do Lava Man or uh, anything? Um, no, I hadn't uh, really thought about it. Um, I have a tendency to sign up for races right before. <laughs> um, but no, I think um, I was going to do the Xterra again. Um, I did that last year. Um, hey, check it out. Um, I uh, did it last year and that was my first triathlon. Um, that was really cool. It was really fun. Um, and I qualified for the... Um, uh, the what is it the nationals or something like oh, that? The one over in Maui, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I qualified for that one at Kapalua, and so I I went and my dad flew out for that, um, and so I totally got to compete with all these like really into it Xterra triathletes, and that was that was an eye opener right there into what triathlons are. Um, it turns out that there is um, a lot of strategy to the. Um, to like the turnover when you're like switching between like swimming to biking to running like mm -hmm. people are really smart about about that and the transition um i did not do very well i literally had the second to last transition time like i was that slow the second slowest transition time congratulations <laughs> thank you <laughs> It was terrible. Uh, Michael was like, did you get hurt? Because he was tracking it online. He was like texting me being like, what is going on? Why are you still in transition? I couldn't find my bike. and I couldn't get my socks on. And, you know, I didn't think it was any big deal, but apparently <laughs> it makes a difference. <laughs> and this is your second Xterra triathlon, period. Yeah, second triathlon, period. Yeah. Second and still only second. I haven't done another one since. They're, they're, they're pretty, they're an interesting beast, those triathlons. Oh, well, Xterra is, that's a totally different beast than just a regular kind of road triathlon and stuff. I didn't realize that you had done Xterra, the world championship and stuff. Oh my gosh. The bike path, like the, the path for the bikes on that is so fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wish we had a track like that around here. It's all like, most of it's dirt. So it's not like lava it, if you look at it you're bleeding um it's it, it has like all these bank turns and like these lofty parts and it was so much fun so much fun i heard it, well isn't it usually muddy well you don't know you, that's the first time you've done it uh here the year before was really really muddy but they changed the course a little bit so as to omit part of the notoriously really really muddy part and now you do two laps. Um, and so they've extended it off to the side more and it doesn't go up as much or something like that. And usually, uh, usually the water entry is interesting there. It's usually very, there's a lot of surf, but you're a surfer girl. 
uh, yeah, I had the advantage there because <laughs> uh, it was, there was some good shore pound. It's a spot like, um, I don't remember the name of the beach, but yeah, it's got, it's got some pretty good shore pound there. And, um, definitely saw a couple people get pounded, <laughs> but, uh, you just let the wave go and then you're like, time it and you can just dive under it. And, um, but, um, it was, they, uh, Xterra was really, um, good about helping people learn how to do it. The whole, um, like two or three days beforehand, they held clinics. And one of them was a swim clinic where they were like, had people practice the ocean entry um, as to not get hurt. So I, I thought that was really cool of Xera to do that. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good, that's a good thing. Uh, I mean, for, it, it, it's a bad thing for race directors to assume because you've got into the race that you know what you're doing. <laughs> A lot of Xterra's are like at lakes, you know, there's, there's not going to be any surf at a lake. So, um, yeah, so they, they were, they were off of my to it and they, they taught, you know, they, they had a bike clinic and a run clinic about like biking on the big island and running or not big island, but in Maui and, um, and handling the humidity of, um, and the heat of Hawaii. So it was, it was pretty cool. I, I, I thought they did a really good job. And we have had triathletes who are from the mainland ask about what the altitude of the swim course is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> sea level. <laughs> Depends on the tide. <laughs> yeah, totally. Except our tide is like not very big. Like I think the biggest like swing we have isn't even two feet. So like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Did you have any, uh, were you signed up for, uh, well, what's coming up next here would be probably Kona Marathon in mid-June. Um, no, I try to travel in the summer since I'm a teacher. And the Kona Marathon is always right around Micah's birthday. So it's like not really fair to be like, hey, it's your birthday. Support me in this race. <laughs> <laughs> Sherpa. <laughs> So yeah. uh, uh, talk a little bit about you, you teach up at the school, which we had the uh, – Oh, he uh, half marathon up in Volcano last year. Talk, can you talk a little bit about what you do at the school and what you teach? Um, yeah, uh, it's out in Pahoa, not Volcano. Um, it's, uh, it's right in, um, right in Pahoa town. Um, uh, it's called Hawaii Academy of Arts and Science Public Charter School. And um, I've actually been teaching there for over, I think, 11 years. I think I'm working on my 12th year already, which is shocking to me. Uh, I started as an EA there and um, we had a couple teachers quit uh, right in the middle of a school year like after I had been a TA for not quite a year and um, and they had me start teaching a couple classes as an emergency hire and then encouraged me to get my teaching degree. So I kind of stumbled into teaching a bit but my school is so awesome that I couldn't help but stay. Uh, I teach marine science to seniors. Um, before that, I taught physics, uh, but the kids, like, they've already taken math. They don't want to take physics. It's, it's <laughs> like pulling teeth, and marine science is like, you know, my jam. That's what I, that's what I majored in in college, so, um, so they were really supportive. My administration is really supportive in that, and I teach biology to 10th graders, and because it's a charter school and it's small, we also teach electives as the core teachers teach electives and I teach surfing and skateboarding. Oh, okay. Okay. That, now some of your posts make a little bit more sense to me because I didn't know what you were teaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool little school. They even let me build a half pipe um, there for a skate class, which is really special. That, and um, so were you signed up again for the volcano? Well, I hate to call it the, just the volcano half because it's different names and stuff. The Ohia half at the end of July? Um, I, I wasn't signed up for it. Um, I didn't get to run it last year. I was traveling somewhere. I can't remember where I was. I was somewhere. Oh, I was in Alaska last year. Um, and uh, so I, I haven't got to run the new race yet. Um, but, um, I, 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 if I were here, I would want to run it for sure. Cause I, I love that. That's like, that's one of my favorite ones that and Ka'u and the Hilo de Volcano and the Mana Tens. Those are like my favorite races. 
So the the school is on. You guys are finished for the year and stuff, and going to be back in the spring, hopefully, or back in the fall. Hopefully, we'll come back in the fall. Um, school isn't officially over, um, but we can't grade them on anything. It's just enrichment. So it's um, upkeeping Google Classroom and trying to. Um, give like enrichment activities and a reach out to students. Um, but as they, you know, they're high schoolers, uh, my seniors, um, theirs, their year is pretty much over and I'm super bummed about yeah. not getting to say goodbye to them. Um, and they're not going to get a normal ceremony, but we're going to do like video things for them. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, but we're still having weekly meetings and stuff, but pretty much it's just enrichment until, uh, until summer starts, and hopefully we'll go back in the fall. Cross your fingers. Yeah, I, I've seen some various plans for uh, where teachers and parents are trying to get together for the graduation ceremonies, whether it's, you know, cars that can drive by or, or something like that and stuff. So I don't know. I might throw that throw it out to you guys to think about that. Yeah, we've, um, we've had a lot of ideas be tossed around. Um, uh, but uh, we, we thought about doing a drive-through, but the um, so far um, we've been denied on that one. We were like wanted to do like a drive-in thing where like we had a screen and stuff, but they don't think that there's a, a location where we can have enough social distancing. So um, not totally sure. Maybe like a car parade of some sorts, but I don't know. Uh, there's a whole committee of people that are um, working on that right now. Um, and, uh, I'm not, I'm not on that committee, <laughs> um, but, um, I, I'm working, helping work on the video for them. Well, kind of, I will be eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so besides, uh, Monday marathons, uh, have you been training? Have, what have you been doing as far as staying active? I mean, other than, I mean, I mean, a lot of your time is taken up with, the. Uh, Zoom meetings and stuff like that, but what have you been doing to get outside? Um, I wouldn't say a lot of my time has been taken up with Zoom meetings. Actually, I've been uh, been very 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 fortunate throughout all of this um, uh, to live where I live because uh, you know we've got acreage, we've got three acres, and everybody around us has three acres, and we and the the blocks are a mile long, bunch of dirt roads. So I've been running around in circles in my neighborhood. Um, uh, Justin and I and Bree and Jacob, we, um, ran R1, um, but we did it like apart. It was, we were like, it was awesome. We all brought masks and hand sanitizer and, um, and we were like, okay, go. And we're like all running, like <laughs> staggered out far apart from each other. Um you know, just to be considerate to everyone's families and everything. And, uh, but it was really fun to get to like run and be like, isn't this pretty? <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh man, it was, it's so long though. That was the longest uh, run I've ever done. It was 36 miles. That was not this weekend, but last weekend. More and than a 50 K. Yeah. Oh man. It, it was, it was intense. It was hard. Um, it was so pretty though. Um, but there was like, I think like three hours that we were in a cloud and so you couldn't see anybody um, because we were like you know at this point when you're running for that long you don't run together and talk throughout that time like it's hours so we had we had kind of distanced ourselves and so for like seriously I'm pretty sure close two between two and three hours we were by ourselves in a cloud and you couldn't see much of anything except for like the trees as they were like coming close to you. And uh, man, it was, it was really uh, kind of spooky, but it was fun. <laughs> well, if, if people don't know, uh, R1 is uh, essentially, it's a uh, hunter's road that goes around uh, below, slightly below Mauna Kea, where the top of Mauna Kea is and stuff. It's, uh, it was planned. We were planned, what was it? La yeah, it was last weekend uh, to Alex Lucht had a uh, 50 mile and a 50K race planned for that weekend, had permits and stuff for it, but obviously we had to cancel that. So that's great that you guys could get out though. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, uh, originally hers was planned for the weekend after, um, after Hilo, the Hilo marathon. 
Um, but uh, something happened with the permits, they couldn't get them. And so then she rescheduled for the 18th and that was gonna be like right before Boston. So I uh, told her I, I, you know, I couldn't go because of the rescheduled time. And she was super kind about it. Um, like she refunded my money immediately, even though I was like, don't, you know, whatever, don't worry about it. Um, obviously, I mean, a small little grassroots races, like they, they don't make money that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, she was really cool about it. And then, and then like, it turns out one, uh, I was here and two, she couldn't do it anyways, felt so bad, <laughs> poor thing. Yeah, and uh, that was because of the permit um, complications and stuff. Sh that weekend was actually going to be the same weekend as Mary Monarch, which is a big hula festival, probably the biggest in the world uh, here in Hawaii. And uh, that was canceled, too. Oh, I forgot that that was the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is one thing about being here, though, that we are really blessed, is that we have every weekend there's something. There's a race every weekend. There's something that we're lucky enough that we, we hardly ever get snowed out. <laughs> yeah, we get rained out. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. Yeah, we just run in the rain. What am I talking about? <laughs> you have Hilo Marathon many years. The first uh, Hilo Triathlon, I don't even remember how many years ago it was. That was a, it was the first time they'd uh, done a triathlon in Hilo, and it was a typical Hilo day, just drenching rain the entire race. Sounds about right. <laughs> Total fun. So you, you've got Boston planned coming up, and it sounds like you haven't got anything planned after Boston. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, you know. Uh, see how you feel, uh, see what sounds like fun, and, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't actually even know when the races are coming up. Uh, I have a tendency to look right beforehand. <laughs> well, so far, um, let's see. Well, Alex's next race is actually supposed to be, and it might actually be pulled off, is uh, like the first week in June, because it's the Hilo to Waimea. Yeah, under, under, I heard about that. I heard about that just the other weekend. That's on the road, right? Pretty much. It's like Hilo to Volcano, except, you know, it just goes to Waimea. It's an old race that Hurt used, the people from Hurt used to actually do it. It was always alternating. One year it would be Hilo to Waimea, and the next year it's Waimea to Hilo. And it works out to 62 miles, so it works out to being uh, 100K. Oh, wow. And that she sounds like a really intense run, man, all the way through the gorges and everything. She, she thinks, she, oh, no, 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 you go uh, Saddle Road. What? You go, you, wait, what, you go up Saddle Road from Hilo, and you go across Saddle Road, and then do you take Old Saddle? I, you know, I haven't talked to her about the specific route. I think she was just going to have it come down New Saddle, because there's much better shoulder there. And... Um, then just go the upper road into Waimea. Wow, it sounds doubly as brutal now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, the, the bad thing about it is all uh, road, um, you know, which once you get used to running trails, you'd much rather be on a trail. Um, but she, I, last time I talked to her, because I interviewed her about a month ago, um, and I haven't talked specifically about her. She was thinking about, she, we might still be able to do it, because I signed up. Uh, by staggering the start, it was going to be a 5 p.m. start, like 5 p.m. on Friday. And then you had till like 1 o'clock the next Saturday to get into Waimea with a, there was going to be one cutoff time, which is you had to make it from Kilo to the recreation area, you know, where the cabins are up by Mauna Kea there uh, by midnight, I think. So she gave you, I think, now, maybe later than that, I think. Um, but there was a time limit from getting from Hilo up there, which is, it's 40, no, it's 34 miles from Hilo up to where the recreation center is and stuff. But with, the, the new, with everything with COVID-19, she had talked about um, kind of staggering people as they started. There's not going to be that many people. You're going to have, <laughs> for somebody like me, social distancing is, yeah, way out. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we'll see. You know, I think she's like a lot of other race directors stuck, you know, trying to evaluate what's going going on and nobody knows what's going on. Uh, Kona Marathon, Brent still has not, as to, to me, I'm checking his website all the time, it has not canceled Kona Marathon. And um, Maui, Maui Marathon, that the old Maui Marathon, which uh, they changed it to be on the same weekend as Ironman in October, which is up to them. But uh, they've already canceled for this year and saying they're not going to do it till 2021. So, and uh, Kauai Marathon has, still hasn't said anything about what their plans are. Yeah, I haven't run either of those. I bet the Kauai Marathon's really pretty. You would love Kauai. I think I kind of got Bree talked into it a couple of years ago because I said, look, this is the hardest marathon of all the, you know, of the five that are on the islands. And it's beautiful. The people do a great job. It's not a huge, huge race. Uh, it's difficult because from mile 18 to 21 is a Coloco steep road. Um, so it's not at the best time, best time in a marathon to have that amount of steep. And the people are great. They do drummers at every aid station. They have halals dancing at every aid station. It's really terrific. And it probably is the most scenic of any of the marathons because of the places that you go. That's awesome. Kauai is so beautiful. Isn't that the, is that the marathon that um, she won and they sent her to Japan? Yep. She actually, well, it was, um, she finished, I think, second overall, and they were going to send the first overall person to, to, uh, to uh, Japan, and he declined. So it dropped down to where they offered it to her, and she, yeah, she got to go, yeah, which was, you know, that's great. That's so awesome. She was second overall. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that, that race it has a history of, uh, in the past, there's been women who have won it. Wow. You know, overall. That's, cool. that's awesome. That's, that's very awesome. They, they had a challenge a few years ago where, because the course is so difficult, they brought in a couple of guys from Kenya to try and break. I think they wanted to see if they could break 230 or maybe three probably closer to three and they couldn't they couldn't do it there was like a ten thousand dollar prize to do it and i still remember as i was headed up uh towards this golf course you know, where the the steeper sections are i saw a couple of ambulances coming down and sure enough it was the guys from kenya i just totally bonked and and needed to take oh. an ambulance back marley oh yeah that's not good that's not good oh i saw a girl at boston that had um, collapsed right, like literally right at the finish line, like right before it. So she didn't actually cross it. She was, she was, had to have been, I don't know, 10 yards from the finish. Like she could have crawled, you know, and she would have qualified for the next year. Um, Cause she's looked to be about my age, you know, and I was right there with it. So, and I, oh, it was heartbreaker, man. Oh man. So what, what's, what's your nutrition when you normally would either, do you have different nutrition for uh, training or different nutrition for the race? Um, well, I, um, I have a like some food allergies, some of which I am more recently learning about, um, just by elimination diet. Um, but I'm definitely allergic to gluten and I've known that for a while now. Um, and so a lot of stuff has maltodextrin in it, so I can't eat it. Um, also, I don't really want to. Um, so, um, and um, I, for the most part, I eat vegan. I don't do any dairy or egg. Um, and um, so uh, spring energy is the one. Uh, I use spring energy if I need, especially if I'm like, traveling for a race and I can't make stuff, but I make uh, my own uh, like energy balls out of uh, bananas and peanut butter and oats and maybe rice if I don't have oats and um, chia seeds and all that stuff, just like make these little balls out of it and it tends to melt in your pocket, but you know, it, it works good enough. That's what I ate for um, the one I did last weekend. Um, but uh, um as far as for training, oh, um, there's Laird Hamilton Superfood. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. 
they do, they have a hydrate that's really good. And so um, I use that for like training, like I'll just, you know, mix the hydrate in a water bottle. Um, and I, I, I really like it. I like the flavor of it. It, it, it hydrates me really well. Um, try to keep things as natural as possible because I have a pretty sensitive system. Uh, I haven't tried Tailwind. Um, I hear you talk about it though. Do you know if it's, um, if it's gluten-free? I, I should know. I mean, I know it's gluten-free, but I was going to look at the, oh, that's right. Because you, when you mentioned maltodextrin, I know it doesn't have that. It's bad dextrose, which is basically, uh, you know, sugar. sugar, you know, and, um, oh, this is the, re the rebuild, but I know it does not have maltodextrin. I mean, it's basically sugar and sugar. Cause I, I, I asked, uh, when I had a, uh, a zoom meetup with, uh, Maggie Guderall, who's the rep. Um, and I said, so can I tell people that, the one sugar kicks in right away and then the other sugar is going to give you a little bit later on. And it's basically, no, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's what it claims to be. It's, I mean, it's, it's sugar, but it's the closest thing to, um, what's the comparable insulin or yeah. So, I mean, it's insulin just, insulin is like what your pancreas releases when you consume sugar to, I know. Well, what's metabolize the, what, it. Gosh, I, I should have had one of the little packets and stuff around here. It's the closest uh, the, uh, it's the closest sugar that there is to natural sugar. Awesome. That it produces. And Are you talking about glucose? Glucose. It's glucose. That's it. It's basically awesome. it's basically glucose. Um, because like anything that ends in ose is a sugar or saccharide. Right. And glucose is a monosaccharide. It's the, it's the, it's the just one molecule. And then when you start adding more molecules, you have like a disaccharide, like sucrose or lactose are disaccharides. Right. And then when you start chaining more together, you get a polysaccharide, you get a bunch chained together and you get a complex carbohydrate. Um, so glucose is just like one and it can go straight into your cells. Um, yeah, and that's what tailwind is. Both sugars in it are just one, you know, oh, they're not. And, and the, the combination of, along with the potassium and, uh, you know, other salts and stuff. And it's have worked for me for, I don't know, I've been using it, I guess for 10 years and stuff. And they're there. And you can see the packages right here. And yeah. this is, the, this is the rebuild, uh, the recovery thing. And I'm under an NDA. So I can't tell you about something that, potentially is coming up um, but we're doing some testing on some other good stuff which would be right up the alley of what you're talking about cool that's awesome uh it's amazing how like um how your nutrition plays a role i was uh i was pretty uh pretty ignorant to it when i was starting running and i would i would bonk and i'd be like it's impossible to go these distances how do you how can you maintain this pace you know and if you fuel your body, your body will react. It's, it's pretty, the human body is such a fascinating thing. Oh, and that's, that's the experiment that we all have uh, over the course of however many years is figuring out this, you, you know, what works for you. You know, I'm one of the lucky people that can, I can eat anything pretty much at an aid station uh, and not get an upset stomach or not really have it. Uh, do anything to me, but you're right. I mean, if I do the wrong stuff, <laughs> particularly the night before the race, yeah, not a good thing. Yeah, we, you know, but it, that's that's the fun part about racing, though, too, is that it's that day. It's how, it's how you show up that day, right? Because uh, you can put the training in, and you better put the training in, or else you're going to be bombing. <laughs> But uh, but it's it's you show up that day and 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 you, you do you do your best with what you got on that day and that's what's so fun about it. You can't control the weather, you can't control how your stomach feels. You can try your best, but um, it's all uh, that's I think that's part of the fun, you know. Is, do you have a do you have a pre race meat or meal or anything that you uh, want to eat the night before a race? Um, I try to keep it pretty standard to what I normally eat um but I'll just have like a little bit more rice or um I used to have like lentils like I had to have lentils but uh 
Um, I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, but it for me, how my system works is it's kind of slower. So it's it's the whole day before it's not dinner like like it's more it's more what i have for breakfast and lunch the day before than dinner um so i try to just like eat a bunch of small meals throughout the day um but um if it's a if it's a race that i'm really excited about that i want to do really well in um if it's if you know if it's not something that i've really been planning for i found the best thing to do is just not stray from the norm is just like go for it you know just go run <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah just go run yeah too many people i found uh you know they always talk they've talked over the years about carbo loading thinking that uh you carbo load the day before a race no 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 you you eat lightly the day before a race if you're gonna do carbo loading or anything it would be two days before the race but not not the night not even the day before the race yeah, it takes it takes time for all that to metabolize and get actually into your cells and to to be there and be bioavailable, right? So um, it's pretty cool, like all the all the research that's been done on 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 uh, like athletics uh, just in just in my lifetime, um, where where it was when I was in high school and what they would tell you to do and like you know gym class the stretches you had to do and everything like that and and like. I remember in elementary school having to do like the, the reach out and like touch your, like lay on the, like sit on the ground and like, like they measured your physical fitness by if you could touch your toes. I was like this weird gangly like giraffe of a person at that time. Like there was no touching those toes. Pretty sure my legs were different lengths. My arms were different lengths. You know? <laughs> and now to see where it is. And, and how much people know it's, it's pretty cool. The science of exercise, the science of the human body has come so far. And that's because of, you know, I think folks like you who actually question, what am I doing? You know, why am I doing it? Why is this supposed to be good for me? Yeah. How would you expect the fifth grade version of me to be able to hold myself up in a chin up? <laughs> like my shoulders are like this big and my arm my legs are like this big that's not gonna happen <laughs> now that i mean that's that's a perfect analogy too of uh you know what what people thought well what in your case maybe 10 years ago 15 years ago and to what people thought i was lucky it was that age where uh, our physical fitness was measured by uh, 50 mile being able to walk 50 miles as a kid they had you walk 50 miles seriously it, it, was, it was a kennedy thing when uh <laughs> president kennedy set out a challenge and it was a to be able to walk 50 miles and a lot of people started doing it which i think might have lent itself towards uh the ultra running community kind of starting up uh you know people in my age group or and younger it was like, well, 50 miles, that's nuts. You can't walk that far. And people found out that they could. That's so cool, man. No wonder you're, you're good at these ultras. They started you really young, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, good. Good is, good is not anything I would say uh, uh, as far as me. <laughs> Stupid. It's like you talked about your memory, you know, after a race. As you get older, your memory just goes away. So you go... Ah, Hilo the volcano. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that whole 30 miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just did uh, another example of stupidity on my part. I just signed up for uh, Gary Cantrell, uh, you know, the Barclays. He's got it. <gasps> no he, way. You're going to. He's got a thing, uh, and it's a it's a virtual thing. It's not virtual. It's you got to do it in real life. But he's got a uh, thing that it, and the money goes to um, the, the food bank in Tennessee, and um, it's a thousand kilometer challenge. So you have from May first to August thirty first to complete. A thousand kilometers, which is I had to look it up, and it's like six hundred and forty one miles and 
the last four months, 600 miles, you know, I average a thousand miles a year, probably. Yeah, but you could could do it though. You could do it if you just made, you know, if you, if you did a little bit every day um, and then every weekend did a nice long run. It works out to five miles a day, which, you know, you can bank, you can bank miles, you know, if you run 15 or if, if our races are going on where there's a half marathon or a marathon, you know, that, that buys you a few days and stuff. So I, and it was fairly inexpensive. I'm on a limited income to say the least, still looking, anybody who needs computer work, uh, <laughs> talk to me, how's it computer? But, uh, you know, so I thought I needed, I ran into a, a brief stretch just recently here of lack of motivation as far as there's no races. I, you know, yeah, I'd love to get out every day and we're lucky enough here. There's a farm that's doing a, uh, you can get veggies, a bag of veggies for 15 bucks. And you go to the go to the farm and leave the bag, and then the next day you come pick it up. But I don't know. I was kind of running out of motivation and thinking farther ahead. How's your motivation happening right now? What's what's motivating you? I mean, you got the kids, this the kids that you teach and stuff. But what else? Um, I don't know. It's pretty outside. <laughs> um, I write down what I do. Um. And, uh, so in a calendar, like I keep my, my calendar going and, um, I write down everything that I do and I log all my miles and everything. Um, I've made a six minute a day plank challenge. So I've got to do six minutes of planks every day, elbow planks. Um, and so I mark off on the calendar when I do it and I want to try to do it consecutively for 30 days. I have... I keep missing a day. I'm like, I'll get four days and I'll miss a day. And I'll be like, dang it, start again. Just make me do planks all year long. It would be great. Um, and uh, a lot of projects um, going on and, you know, just staying. Uh, I, I made a to-do list at the very beginning of all this of like, these are my goals. If I'm going to be home and I actually am blessed with time. I feel like time is a blessing. Um, because I feel like I run out of it every day I'm rushing and to get to sleep and wake up when my body wakes up and, uh, to sweep my house in the morning. I love sweeping my house in the morning, um, is it's a blessing and, um, to be present in the conversations I have with my husband, instead of thinking about what I've got to do tomorrow is it's a blessing. Um, so I made a list of, of, of goals, uh, for the time being and, um, you know, plant seeds, work on the garden, um, um, uh, clean the cottage, you know, <laughs> clean under the house and build a new turtle. I have two tortoises and I want to build a better, um, oh. like zone for them. And, um, you know, and, and my husband wanted to cut down some trees. He wanted to see more sky. That was his goal. And, uh, so, you know, just, um, just making projects. I don't know. I, I, I haven't hit that wall yet where I'm not motivated because I still have a lot that I want to do. And I'm super, super fortunate to have all these roads right here. And I log all my miles, um, in my calendar. And so like, you know, it's kind of motivating when you're like, man, last month I ran this much this month I'm really lagging. I better get on it, you know? So that's kind of motivating for me. That's, that's, I think if I can sum up our, our talk here, it's like, I think two things I remember are just go out and run and um, certainly celebrate every day and be present for everything that's happening in your life. That's awesome. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much. You know, I love you. You know, I, I wish that we could all be in our little group together. But, uh, you know, things being the way they are for now, we're not. So, uh, again, mahalo for taking your time. And is there anything you want to finish up with here? Um, thank you. This is really flattering for you to want to um, interview me. That's, that's really cool, man. Thank you. It's really good to talk to you and it's it's good to see you more than just at uh just at the end of a race you know it's really great um and uh thanks to big island running community they're the best uh definitely changed my life 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we can't thank Amy enough for uh, getting a chance, an opportunity to chit chat here on our little uh, Hawaii Ultra podcast. It, it, such a great person, giving back to the community. I learned so much about her that I didn't realize. Didn't realize she's from Kentucky. Michelle Tully, if you're listening out there, uh, you guys should probably get together and talk. But again, thanks uh, for her to take the time. And again, I'm focusing again on Big Island people that I know, uh, athletes and stuff. And thanks to uh, Tailwind for uh, being a little bit of a sponsor for me. Appreciate that. And I apologize to Tailwind for not quite remembering what the sugars are and everything, but it's good stuff. And again, uh, I can probably tell you that Tailwind has actually reached out to hospitals uh, here on the island too about supplying them with some free stuff so that they, the hospital workers can be taken care of. And again, thanks to anybody out there who's working in the service industry in hospitals or any kind of health industry and stuff. We appreciate the job that you guys are doing, keeping us safe and healthy. And again, please subscribe to the podcast. You can email me at joe at joefireball.com. You can also go to our webpage at hawaiiultra.com or you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash hawaiiultra. So aloha from the big island.